What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show. Wednesday, February 18th, 2015. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studios here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. You already know I'm fired up and pissed off about all this snow that we have here in Boston. And I'm sure you already know, if you listen to the show, how stupid I think Deflategate is. Well, now we're in a situation where we've combined the two. You know, it's funny here at Beantown Athletics. They're open and people are walking in. And I'm about to go on a rant that maybe perhaps they should not let the kids in here for. Uh, The kids just walked in. I'm going to apologize. I don't know these people. They're getting their skate shopping. You can do a lot of things here at Beantown Athletics. Uh, Also, screen printing. Um, You know, make sure you go get your T-shirts or uniforms or uh, whatever you want to get made. You can get it right here at Beantown Athletics. But, you know, sometimes people come in and sometimes they come in at the wrong time. And there's now two little kids who are watching me right now. It's awkward because I'm about to flip the fuck out about something. um, And it's called Deflategate. Because there's a report now. There's a report today on Wednesday, February 18th. When did the Patriots win the Super Bowl? February 1st, right? I think it was February 1st. I think believe that was Super Bowl 49 and the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Uh, I can't even tell you how many days exactly we are removed from the AFC Championship, which is when these deflated, reportedly, allegedly deflated footballs were... Were, were taken from the Patriots locker room and put out onto the field after they were inspected. I, look, we don't know the exact story, but if you've listened to the show, you know that I believe it's a non-issue, right? You know that I've, I've, been, I've been very tough on a lot of the national NFL media critics that are out there that really have no fucking idea what they're talking about, and they should. They have an agenda against the Patriots. Trent Dilfer, we played you the audio plenty of times in this show. He put a lot of people in place, both pregame of the Super Bowl and postgame. People he put in place, Ray Lewis, Steve Young, Chris Carter, Keyshawn Johnson, you name it. The people that have an agenda against the New England Patriots and the legacy that Belichick and Tom Brady have, Trent Dilfer put them in their place when he pointed out and he looked at them. He looked at Ray Lewis and he said, if the, this is pregame of the Super Bowl, and he said, if the Seahawks win this game, are we going to be talking about the guys that, you know, on the Seahawks that took Adderall, that were busted for Adderall? Are we going to be talking about the Seahawks and how they broke practice rules in the offseason? No, we're not going to talk about that. Why? Because it's things that teams do to stretch the boundaries of the rules. And every team in the National Football League is doing things to stretch the boundaries of the rules. In recent days, recent weeks, after the Super Bowl, we've found some of that to be true with Jerry Rice, that Jerry Rice came out and said, hey, I put extra illegal stick on my gloves, right? I I didn't really flip out about that because even though Jerry Rice called the Patriots cheaters, said their legacy should be tainted, there should be an asterisk next to their name in 2014 uh, with this championship, right? I just said, how about we forget about it all? How about we forget about Deflategate and I'll forget about Jerry Rice using Stick'em? Because every, it's a situation in which everybody is doing it. 
And with regards to doing things to your football, doctoring the football, making sure that the quarterback has the, the, the grip that he wants, that's what you're going to run into when you're in a league in which the teams control their own footballs. It's an easy solution if you didn't want this to happen. The second thing is we get all crazy about, and not even the second thing. I don't even, I don't even see, there's been so many reports now with Deflategate that it's, it's spiraled out of control to the point where it's laughable. And Saturday Night Live can't even do it justice. And that's not an arc on Saturday Night Live. That's, which had a great 40th anniversary show the other night on Sunday night. Great show. Great show. They did a great job. That's tough to do, to squeeze 40 years into one show like that. You know, I know they, they joked a lot about how long the show was, what, from 8 to 11.30, I believe. But, I mean, even in three and a half hours, that's a, that's a tough that's a tough amount of time to have to squeeze 40 years into three and a half hours. I think they did as good as they could do. I, you know, I wish Eddie Murphy was a little bit better and wanted to open up a little bit and maybe, you know, do some funny stuff. He didn't. And it's a shame. But you know what? He showed up and he showed his face and he did get out on the stage. And maybe at this point, that's all you can ask for. But Saturday Night Live, they could take 40 years of that and they can't even do justice to how laughable this this whole PSI issue is and and Deflategate in the Patriots footballs in the AFC Championship. They can't. And just when you thought it couldn't get any more laughable, I believe the kids are gone outside here in the Beantown Athletics. So I believe I can I believe I can I can really get into this thing. Let now. it rip. Let it go. Speed reach and I let it go. I had to hold off because they came in right as we were going on. Um, but here we go. Here's the story. Here's the story. And, of course, it's ESPN. Of course it is. Of course it is fucking ESPN. Outside the lines. Outside the lines. Now, this show in it, this show is an investigative show. They like to get down and dirty. They like to talk in a tone in which they are all, um, you know, this is everything is evil, uh, you know. Bob Lee, I, I mean, Bob Lee speaks in one tone, and it's creepy. Okay, it, that's the tone I describe as creepy. This is an investigative show, and I will give outside the lines credit. Most of this stuff is legit. Most of this stuff, they go deep, they go down, they get the dirt, they break some news, they get investigative on, on everybody, and, and at times they look like they are the best at what they do. It, it, it is a show that certainly puts a lot of hard work in people, a lot of people that are great at what they do, being investigative journalists. And they put that all together into one show. And they, they do a lot of great stuff. I, so I'm going to give Outside the Lines a lot of credit before I, before I go into this. They do. But this report today from Outside the Lines, and I think it was even last night, Kelly Naki, Kelly Naki has a report today that I don't understand. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand, and I don't understand it because I don't understand how this is actually a report. I don't ever get into crushing media, other media, other journalists. You know, I don't get into the whole media ethics 101 
journalism ethics 101. I don't ever get on my soapbox about that stuff. But I was a journalism agent um, at UMass Amherst. I, I'm, I'm not trying to pump my own tires, but, you know, I did spend a lot of time studying the ethics of journalism. And that really was my first class. That's your first class, Journalism Ethics 101. And, you know, our teacher was tough on us in that class, I can remember. A small class, tough on us, because things that, you know, you want to report, you know, you got to use sources, you got you to back up those sources. You need, you know, you, you need to add some context to some stuff. And when I read this report or hear this report on Outside the Lines from ESPN's Kelly Naki today, I hear about as much context as, in fact, I don't hear any context. And that's the problem. There's no context here. And that means a whole lot when you're reporting a story that's been portrayed to be this illegal scandal in which the New England Patriots are breaking all the rules and should have everything taken away from them, and they are not champions because they're the best in the league. They're champions because they cheated. That's the portrayal. That's the perception that's out there because of all of these reports. And Kelly Naki isn't helping matters with this report. But when she makes this on Outside the Lines, it leads to more, like most of the reports we've had, it leads to more questions than answers. Let's do this. Let's play the audio here from ESPN. Let's play the audio. It's about four minutes long. I might jump in in the middle. Pete, get your, you know, hand on the trigger there. I'll be ready. Um, it's, but it's laughable. And if you, haven't, let me, if you haven't heard the report yet, and I'm sure you have, but if, let's say you haven't. Let's say you're just waking up at, you know, I don't know what time you listen to this podcast, uh, and you're just rolling out of bed, and may, let's say I'm the first. Maybe I'm your alarm. I don't know, right? I'm probably not, but let's say, let's say, for the one or two people that might be creepy enough to have me as their alarm, well, here's the story. And the headline is, Patriots locker room attendant tried to put unapproved ball into the AFC final. Well, you read that headline. And with everything that's been reported already, look, that headline doesn't look good. But then you read the story. A locker room attendant for the New England Patriots tried to introduce an unapproved special teams football into last month's AFC Championship game. The same game at the center of Deflategate allegations. Four sources familiar with the investigation told outside the lines told Kelly Naki. So she got four sources, right? Here's the problem. The four sources aren't giving her shit. The the four sources don't give her enough for this to be a report. This is the most irresponsible reporting that I have ever seen in my entire life. And I'm not saying this because I'm from New England. I'm not saying this because I'm a Patriots fan. I'm saying this because uh, with with all that's gone on with this storyline, if you're going to report this, You need to give me answers with the report. We can't be reading this report asking questions about how the the ball that went from the hands of uh, 48-year-old Jim McNally, who's the Patriots locker room attendant, right? I need to know when he handed this this one football to the official, when he handed this football to the official on the sideline in the AFC Championship game, and apparently when he did so, it, it, the ball, the special teams football, again, special teams football, it did not have a K on it, which is kicking. It stands for kicking. 
kicking football, the K-ball, whatever the fuck it stands for, I don't care. It's a special teams football. Jim McNally, 48-year-old. You're going to see pictures of him because now they got him highlighted in the background of videos, pictures, right? This guy has all of a sudden become what, what, what Kelly Naki has done is she has turned poor Jimmy McNally into a criminal, okay? And there's, there's, there's nothing in this report that tells me he's a criminal or that he did anything wrong. He handed a ball to an official. Now, from this report, the official thought it was weird that the locker room attendant was doing this. Um, but what I need to know is, when he's handing him this football, one, what, was it deflated? Was it? Was the football deflated, Kelly? That's what this is about. This is about deflated football. So is it deflated? Oh, you don't know. I assume you don't know because you didn't put this in the story. Second piece of information that I need, which is pretty important. When, when Jimmy McNally handed the football to the official, what was, what was the exchange? What was the conversation? All right, you said the official thought it was weird. Official thought it was weird. Did, did, did Jimmy McNally say, hey, uh, you got you to gotta take this football. You got to use it right now. You got to use it right now. Because, again, he's handed him. He's already got footballs. So if Jimmy McNally's trying to be this evil guy that's trying to break all the rules, I mean, th- that's not a very good way to do it. You don't even know when that football is going to be used. One. Two. It's pretty obvious. I think Jimmy McNally knows that the ball's got K's on him. And I think everybody knows that if it's, got a, if it's marked with a K, he's going to look at it. How do we, what if the ball was on the sideline? Jimmy McNally found the ball. He said, hey, this, I don't know. Do you want this? Do, do you want it? You want to use this? And the official goes, oh, uh, no, it's, it's unapproved. It's, uh, well, this is weird that you'd be doing this, but no, I'm, I'm, I can't. That, what if that was it? We've made an outside-the-line story on this? This exchange? I need to know more about the exchange. But, but you know what? I, I say I need to know because you're coming out with this report. It's, it, ultimately, I don't need to know. I don't give a shit. I'm over Deflategate. We should all be over it. There's an investigation. The league's not going to respond to this because there's an investigation. Um, most of, most humans have moved on. Most people who have common sense have moved on. Heck, I even think Mark Brunel's moved on. Kelly Naki doesn't want to move on. She's got four sources here. Unfortunately, her sources, uh, give her no context to the situation that she reports that, uh, that basically calls J- poor 48-year-old Jimmy McNally a criminal. This, this guy is now highlighted, uh, you see videos... You know, it's like um, if, if, you, if you had no idea what was going on, right? If you didn't read the headline, if you didn't read the story, and you saw the pictures of McNally highlighted on the Patriots' sideline, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Pete, you know what I'm talking about? Like, he's hot, like there's a pa- picture of Tom Brady on the sideline, and in the background there's a guy with a Patriots hat and glasses and a Patriots with a coat, and he's highlighted, Right, so Brady's kind of blurred out, and like, do- like that's a dark part of the picture, but the highlighted part is just Jim McNally's face. Then there's another one, like Belichick's walking off the field, and McNally's like way in the background, twenty yards deep by himself with a patriot with Patriot stuff on, and he's just he's highlighted. Belichick's, you know, 
blurred out or dark, but McNally's face is highlighted. If you didn't know what this story was, you would have thought that McNally was under investigation for murdering someone. Right? Or, 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 During the game. Yeah, or, <laughs> he was, or uh, Jim McNally was, uh, you know, caught near a playground uh, earlier in the day. Like, just sitting by, uh, sitting at his car. So this is, oh, this is the guy. No, 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 no. Kelly Naki. This is, the, this is just irresponsible. How do you not get, come up with these answers? Here's my deal. If you can't answer the questions I just asked, give me the exact exchange between McNally and the official. One. And two, tell me the football that he gave him, if, if it was inflated or deflated. What was the PSI level? Because that's what this is all about. If you can't answer those two questions, this is a non-issue. This is a non-report. This should not be reported. This is not outside the lines worthy. I just told you how good outside the lines has been and how good they are. Right? But this one is, this, this report right here is, this is a piece of shit report. That's what this is. That's, what I'm reading now is talking about a locker room attendant that tried to put an unapproved ball into the AFC championship. Did he? Did he try to, though? <laughs> like, like, one, why is it unapproved? Because it didn't have a K on it. We have no idea the PSI levels. Two, uh, did he really try to put the ball into the game? Or was he giving the official a football that he fucking saw on the sideline? I don't know. Like, what's the context here? There's a lot of footballs. Here's what I've learned in the last three months. There's a whole lot of footballs flying around sidelines and in tunnels and in bathrooms and in locker rooms. And I don't know what's going on with them. I know they're thrown. I know they're caught. I know they're kicked. Um, I know that you need a football to play football. I know that they inflate the footballs. I know that some people even deflate them a little bit. Some people overinflate them. Is... Are we still talking about this? Kelly Naki. Can we play? And you know what? It's even more laughable when you hear her talk about it. She has no answers. She's, she doesn't know what she reported. Let's be, play, play it on ESPN. Outside the lines, Kelly Naki reporting something that she, has, she knows nothing about. Footballs during their playoff victory over the Colts have found new information. We are joined on the phone by ESPN Outside the Lines reporter Kelly Naki. Kelly, what is the latest? Well, the latest is uh, the latest is I don't know what the fuck's going on. Gate, but it has to do with uh, another activity that happened during the AFC Championship. Jim McNally is a 48-year-old officials locker room attendant, and at some point during the first Poor half guy. of the game, he tried to introduce a football to the K-ball official, which is the Ugh. alternate official. He was assigned to. Can we pause this uh, for a second? Pause it for right, it for sounds a like it sounds like she was about to say he was uh, introducing kids to drugs on yeah. the sidelines what? of the game. What? What? Where is she when she's having this conversation? Because here's the deal, uh, you know, a lot of people like to report stuff. Um, you, we have Kelly Naki's outed Jimmy McNally. Poor Jim, that guy's in every picture, right? You you, you get a feeling like he's this big criminal. I mean, for all we know, there was a football that was, you know, bounced over to his feet. And he goes, oh, I might as well give it to the closest official. Right? <laughs> like, she's like, well, Jim McNally, 48-year-old Patriots locker room attendant. By the way, is this the same guy that was in the bathroom trying to take a piss and we've, we timed it? 
Everybody try to time how long it took him to use the bathroom. We know more about Jim McNally than anybody should ever know. We know more about him than his family knows. This isn't right. I just hope that someone like Kelly Naki has, you know, I, I just hope she does everything in her life the right way, right? Because she's reporting this like, like you know, but that's, that's what we do. You know, people report stuff, but but they also portray people in a way that they shouldn't be portraying them. I don't think that Jim McNally should not be a guy that's being talked about right now as some type of criminal. But that's what we've turned it into. That's what we've turned it into. Keep, keep playing it. I'm sorry. Oversee the balls that were used for special teams, different than the balls that Tom Brady and the mm-hmm. offense uses. Um, and he tried to introduce a ball that had All right, not stop been Stop it right free- there. Stop it right there. Different than the balls Tom Brady and the Patriots offense uses. So can we clarify one thing? That this story really does, it, I mean, it really has nothing to do with Deflategate. This is, this is non-Deflategate-ish. Does that make any fucking sense? This is, she just acknowledged in the open that this is a non-story with regards to Deflategate. So why is it a story? She goes on, I hope she says this right away. If not, we'll get to it. She goes on to, to, again, point out, at least to me, in my heart, in my mind, another reason why something like this is a non-issue. Keep it going. Brady and the mm-hmm. offense uses. Um, and he tried to introduce a ball that had not been pre-approved by Walt Anderson, the referee. They put special marks on all the footballs that are approved for game use, both for the offense and for special teams. And he tried to introduce to the official a ball that had not been approved into the game. Kelly, what's the significance of this? Well, you know, here's the thing. We don't know the motivation. We know he tried to do it. He's an official's locker room attendant. Official's locker room attendant. Wait, wait, wait. Tried to do what, Kelly? You just said you don't know. What did he try to do? She's assuming that he tried to sneak a ball into the game. Right? She, that, she's assuming this. This is outside the lines. This is a hard-hitting report. This is a guy's name. Like, like this guy just doesn't get off easy now and get to go, you know what I mean? Like, this guy's going to be on SportsCenter for months, maybe the rest of his life. She doesn't know. She's assuming. Oh, she obviously tried to get the ball into the game. How do you know that? You need to know that for sure. But you just said you don't know. So go ahead. Keep going are in the locker room when the officials are, you know, uh, usually equipment personnel for the team come into the officials' locker room. They rub down the balls. Yeah, we know especially that. Especially the K-balls because they come oh. straight out of the box. Oh, okay. Um, and then the balls are approved and sorted. And then uh, they go out into the field. The significance is is that, uh, you know, K-balls, the history mm-hmm. of K-balls. Oh, tell me about the history Oh, tell me about the history of K-balls, Kelly. And they are brought by the officials to the stadium, and then the box is opened in the officials' locker room. There have been a history. There's been a history of tampering with kicking balls. So the officials take. All right, stop it. She just says it. There's been a history of it. So now the officials take it from the hotel. So, so was there a history of it with the Patriots? Was there a history of it with Jim McNally? Was there a history of it with with the whole league? I, I, I need more on that. I need more on that, Kelly. I need more in the history. You don't tell me enough about K-Balls. You tell me they're going from the hotel. All right. Um, I need to, you mentioned the history. What's the, what's the history? Tell me about the history. I need to know more about the history. 
You're so concerned about fucking K-balls. Well, tell me about the history of them. Like, what are you talking about? What, what is going on here? What we, this isn't Deflategate. Like, here's what I want to know. Is this it? Is this what they had? That's another question I have. When, when Deflategate investigation started, we, kept, we keep trying to go back to why did it start? Who tipped him off? Where was the first ball? Was it the one that got intercepted? Was it John Harbaugh the week before? Uh, was it the, the guy whose uh, affiliation with the Jets? Was it the Colts GM that ratted him out? Um, you know, was, think of all the things that we've talked about. But was this it? Was it this Jim McNally? Him just handing a ball to an official? Where they said, wait a minute, something's up. And that led to this investigation? See, I need to know that. None of this stuff. Because right now, the information that Kelly Naki has given us, has given us all, and some of the stuff you just heard, don't even play the rest of it, because it's all bullshit. All, all the stuff you just heard, the, all of this stuff about K-balls is not even related to Deflategate. So I, 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 I'm assuming that this report is just based on, let's go get the Patriots. You know, let's see what else they're doing with the footballs, right? Because you, no questions here for me are answered. But what we've done is we see Patriots, we see football, we see, uh-oh, something is a little fishy with this. Let's go with it. Because the Deflategate's hot. This is a t- hot topic. Clearly, this is connected. I'm shocked that they even let this story go through. You know that, Pete? I'm shocked that they even let this go through. When, I knocked the, when I've knocked ESPN about this story, about the Flategate coverage, I knock guys like Brunel. I knock guys like Bettis. Uh, I knock guys like Ray Lewis. I knock guys like Chris Cotta. I knock guys like, you know, even, I, know, I don't think Jerry Rice does ESPN, but I've knocked him and his criticism on NFL Network, I believe. I've knocked guys about it. Um, I, I, I don't knock the people at ESPN behind the scenes that okay some of the stories. I mean, Look, they put these guys on, on the podiums and on the pedestal where they say, guys, open up. You know, they tell Ray Lewis to open up. They tell Chris Cotter to open up. Give your opinion. It's when they do give their opinion, I'm not knocking the people behind the scenes at ESPN. I'm knocking the, the, the morons that stand up and give those stupid opinions. Uh, but with something like this, this is, a, this is a report. This isn't an opinion. This is something that when it's sent in, it needs to be okayed by an editor, by multiple editors. They read this several times over, okay? They have discussions on whether or not they're going to put this out there. And that's why I'm shocked this is even out. Not just because Kelly Naki reported something, but she reported something with, with no context into the actual situation at hand. And because of that, to me, this is a very irresponsible report because somebody's name is on this. Jim McNally. Poor Jim. Poor Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's now in every picture in the background. His face is highlighted. Right? I mean, you're going to have family parties. They're going to show him doing something shady in the back now, you know, in the kitchen. Oh, what? Yep, you see that? Jim McNally's going for the Buffalo tenders. He didn't order the Buffalo tenders. You see, see what's going on here? Look at him in the kitchen. He's making sure nobody's watching him get that last French fry. He's making sure. He's looking around. He's taking the tenders into the bathroom. Yeah, what is he doing? Where's he going? Oh, God, he's using the last of the ketchup. Do he, you see it? He just double-dipped. Oh, uh, he double-dipped the chip. Watch as he double-dips. Now, we don't know what type of chip he has, 
but that's definitely a double dip. It's it's double dipping at its finest. We can't believe he's doing it. I mean, this is laughable. This is laughable that we have co- that it's come to this. And the only, look, I, this it's all on it. Like you could, I, I don't even care what Jim McNally did and handed the, the official the ball. Bottom line is too. Here's the big here's here's the biggest thing here. The ball wasn't used. The ball was never used. So what the fuck is the big deal? The ball was never used. Oh man. Oh man. And and you know what? Outside the lines, I I don't know what. Look, I pra- I just told you I praised outside the lines. But you know what else they're doing too? You know what else they're doing? ESPN. And, and you know what? This this isn't just ESPN. This is everybody. But ESPN, you know, they're the mothership. They're the big dogs. Everybody's doing this. It's not football related. It's Alex Rodriguez related. If you go to ESPN.com today, it's disgusting. Uh, it, it, you know, A-Rod had an apology. He wrote a letter. I don't care about the letter. I don't care about the apology. Yesterday, I got to watch. I'm watching Around the Horn yesterday, and I don't even know who this chick is. Uh, Kelly Fagan. I don't know who she is. But, um... You know, she's, she was in, in the screen next to Jackie McMullen. And Jackie McMullen, who is awesome. Awesome. If she's not the best in the business, she's top three in the business, Jackie McMullen. There's no question about it. From reporting um, to intelligence, Jackie McMullen gets it, okay? And when she speaks, it's meaningful. Everything that she says. When she writes, it's meaningful. Everything that she writes. When she reports, when she gives an opinion, she's one of the best, if she's not the best. She, the, she says, you know what? I, I like the apology. Jack and Brown says, I like the apology. You know, which, which is fine. It's a, it's a handwritten letter. A-Rod apologizes for lying about taking performance-enhancing drugs. Again, say that to yourself ten times. Lied about taking performance-enhancing drugs. Lied about taking performance-enhancing drugs. Did he do it multiple times? Did he lie multiple times? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, what did Alex Rodriguez do? He lied about taking performance-enhancing drugs. This girl next to Jackie McMullen, yelling around the horn yesterday, she said, that's not a, this apology isn't enough for me. I need more. I need answers. I need to know why. What do you want to know? You want pictures of A-Rod injected into his ass? You want pictures of him popping gummies in the clubhouse? You want video of it? Honestly, take a step off take a step off the set for a minute and step into the real world where there are athletes that take pills, take supplements, powdered drinks, injections. It happens. It's it's sports. Okay? It happens. So what else do you want to know? Uh, Tony Bosch is going to jail for four years. Um, A-Rod took some stuff to perform better on the field, to heal injuries quicker, and he lied about it. He lied about it. He lied to Mike Francesa. He lied to you. He lied to me. He lied to the fans. Right? That, that's what he did. When you go to ESPN.com today, Here's a picture of A-Rod, a big picture of his face, black and white, looking into the screen. Looks like a mugshot. Looks like a mugshot. 
and it says underneath in big letters, the education of A-Rod. Underneath it says, here's the subheading. Alex Rodriguez has spent his life trying to be great. Even today, the disgraced slugger believes he can learn the secret to a great life. A-Rod pens apology. That, that's the headline. That's the picture. You have to go to ESPN.com. You just can't make it up. You really can't make this shit up. If you, if you had no idea, if you, there's, no, there's nothing in this headline that has to do with performance-enhancing drugs or that has to do with lying about performance-enhancing drugs or even that has to do, well, they say slugger, so I guess they say baseball. Let me read it to you again. The education of A-Rod. Alex Rodriguez has spent his life trying to be great. Even today, the disgraced slugger believes he can learn the secret to a great life. A-Rod pens apology. You would think that Alex Rodriguez uh, was like this. I, I don't know. Did he did, Look, did A-Rod, before I go on here, correct me, Peter, if I'm wrong. Did A-Rod, has he done any? He hasn't done anything, right? That's like this big illegal, like he didn't kill anyone. Uh, he didn't beat his wife, right? Uh, he, he, there's no child abuse. Uh, he's not hanging around playgrounds, right? Right? But there's nothing with a like. What's the story with a right outside of this? I don't know anything else. But man. you're right. I, exactly. I mean, I'm right. Yeah. There's nothing oh, else. Right. Yeah. But if you didn't know about a Rod's career, about his history, and you looked at the front page of ESPN.com today, you would think that Alex Rodriguez was this monster criminal that was trying to return from just monstrous uh, activities that he's been taking part in for the last 15 years. You know, things that, like, the girl on Around the Horn wants more answers. Uh, she needs answers. She needs to know more. The fuck do you need to know more about? Why are we put? Look, and I know that A-Rod's an easy target, and I know people hate him. They hate him because he was one of the best, and now we find out he, he, he took performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, again, my view on it is everybody is. Uh, guys are doing things. You know, if A-Rod's popping gummies and getting away with it, well, here's the deal. The Players Union, they shouldn't be upset with A-Rod. They should be upset with their fucking testing program. Everybody's, A-Rod's passing the tests. So how am I supposed to believe other guys that pass the tests? Especially when we live in a baseball world in which you got a guy that's in front of Congress pointing the finger at Congress saying, I never took steroids, period. You got guys lying to Congress. I'm supposed to believe some ball player who comes out and says, Stop, oh, A-Rod, he's got to go down. He's using PEDs. I never use PEDs. Why? Because you're talking to the media? Because you're all of a sudden, you know, uh, a guy who wants to get in front of the cameras and run your mouth and, and, and call out other players who took? I'm supposed to believe that you never did anything? I'm supposed to believe that you never puffed a gummy uh, that, that goes undetected in a, in a drug test for Major League Baseball? Oh, okay, I'll believe you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll take your word for it, big dog. I'll take your word for it. Uh, A-Rod's an easy target because he's the best. But he, I, in my opinion, he's doing stuff that a lot of other guys are doing, and he's just mu- that much better than them when they're all on that playing field. But the portrayal of A-Rod now, after this another apology, like, I don't even, I didn't even care to read the apology. I still haven't read the whole thing. I started reading it. It was, you know, he writes a cursive letter. I don't, whatever. He's apologetic. We, we know. He wants to play. He wants to make money. He's under a big contract. He'll probably perform as a DH for the Yankees, and he'll probably be okay. Good enough for them to keep him on the team. 
and he might play a part in a Yankees team that could be something special if their rotation shows up this year. So, so, but how much are we? How much are we going to go into this A Rod thing and 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 make him out to be this monster criminal? He's not, right, Pete? Is A Rod going around doing all this illegal stuff? Like, is he a monster that people are making him out to be? No, he's not. I mean, I, look, he, he did slap the ball out of Veritex's hands. Yeah, he yeah, <laughs> she got in a fight. No, the with Arroyo, right? Oh, Arroyo, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, yeah, he yeah, slapped. Sorry, yeah. Varitek in the right. face. He, Varit, yeah. he got in a fight with Varitek. It turned the Red Sox season around, you could say. Red Sox hey, won a championship. Um, and he was dating Tori Wilson for a couple of years. I right? mean, what's Diva? he doing? Diva Tori Wilson. He was banging Madonna. Is that illegal? I mean, it might be illegal on her part. She's so much older than him. Is it illegal on A-Rod's part? He's banging Madonna? No. Who else? Cameron Diaz? What? He's feeding Cameron Diaz popcorn in a, in a suite at a... At a basketball game? That's illegal? Guys guys are criminal? We'd all love to be doing that. Sitting in a suite with Cameron Diaz, right? But you go to the websites today and these stories on the guy. A-Rod, public apology. He wrote a letter. In a written letter, Alex Rodriguez. Like, you go back to that 60-minute special on Tony Bosch, A-Rod, right, where the guy looks at Tony Bosch, and they had to sit down with him, he goes, what about the integrity of the game, Tony? Tell me about the integrity of the game. You know, and, and Tony Bosch answered it perfectly. I mean, he said it. He looked at him. He said, everybody's doing it. You know, he, Alex isn't the only guy trying to get an edge, taking a performance enhancing drug. Every the guy's doing it. The guy who's throwing to him, the guy who's catching the ball that's throwing it, the guy that's stealing bags on the other team. The guy that's in the outfield making great catches. The guy in the other team that's in the middle of their lineup hitting home runs. Everybody's doing something. But this guy on 60 Minutes is obsessed with Alex Rodriguez. And we've turned him into be this crazy criminal animal monster. Does he have an ego? Of course he does. What do you expect? Every person has an ego that's the best at what they do. Everybody. Everybody. Does A-Rod's ego show a little bit more? Well, yeah. Do we cover him more than, than other guys? Of course we do. You know, is part of that his fault? Yeah, you could say that. You could say that. But I think one thing that, you know, when we look back at A-Rod's career, and I'm not trying to make this whole show purposely sticking up for A-Rod, but now that we're on the topic of 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 vilifying people in a certain way that, in my opinion, is so ludicrous, outrageous, and absurd, I have to go to a website today and see A-Rod's face like 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 he just murdered four people. He lied about taking PEDs. You know, that's it. And when we, when we think back on his career, that will be the number one thing. But they won't tell you that this was a guy who, yeah, he signed the largest deal in baseball with Texas. But why did he get out of Texas? He could have easily stayed with the Rangers, made his money, put up 40 home runs, 35, 40 home runs a year, and signed another large deal with someone. But you know what he did? He tried to play for a winner. The guy wanted to win. And you forget, sometimes people forget the stories about when he was going to come to the Red Sox, or when he wanted to, and he said, I felt like I had one foot in a Red Sox uniform. This was a guy that was willing to, to take, what, I think like 15 mil and give it under the table back to the Rangers owner, Tom Hicks. And when that was happening, the players union stepped in. They said, we can't allow that. The league stepped in. Gene Orza, they said, we can't allow this to happen. It's illegal. It's an illegal move. But that's what A-Rod was willing to do to play for a winner. 
Am I making A-Rod? Should I be? I'm not trying to make A-Rod out to sound like a, a, a great dude. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to take a couple steps back from uh, the stories that I have to read and the features that I have to see on Alex Rodriguez today that portray him like this monster criminal that, that he's not. At least from, from all I gather. When we talk about A-Rod, we talk about a guy who took performance-enhancing drugs as a major league ball player. And as we know, he certainly wasn't the only one, even recently. Because if he's passing the tests, still, how am I supposed to know what everybody else is doing when he's passing the same tests as everybody else? That's all. But the portrayal is, is outrageous. You know, and it brings me back to this whole Patriots thing. Now, we've, you know, what Kelly Naki has done, however you say her name, she's, she's, she's just thought Jim, Jimmy McNally's name into this. Oh, yeah, he's not going to, he's not going to hate. His life won't change because of this. No, not at all. People don't hate the Patriots. No, not at all. His face won't be in pictures highlighted behind Tom Brady, behind Bill Belichick, behind family members, maybe uh, trying to get the, uh, the last bit of uh, the last bit of mayo out of the jaw at a family cookout. We're going to, they're going to get this guy's information. This guy, this isn't going anywhere. No, nobody's leaving their kids around uncle Jim. Anymore. No, no uncle no, Jimmy. No he's not, he's doing illegal stuff. He is trying to get footballs, illegal footballs into a game, which by the way, didn't get in one, two. We also don't know if they were illegal. Yes. They didn't have the K on them. Um, but we don't know if they were inflated, deflated. They could have been perfect. It could have been a perfect ball. Okay? Uh, the other thing is, we don't know the context of the exchange from McNally to the official. Could have said, what's, oh, I found this. You might want it, you might not. Official says, oh, this is weird. This is weird that he's on the, all right, fine. But what's the exchange? Why is Jim McNally doing it? We need answers. The fact that we don't have answers to any of those questions, which are the most important questions, I can't take this report seriously. Man, when you combine Deflategate and the, the winter and the snow that we've had, well, um, that, that's how one loses their mind here in New England. And it's happening. Poll of the day today. Go to dannypicard.com and vote. Do you still care about Deflategate? Yes or no? I don't. I didn't care before this story. I didn't care three months ago. Um, even when it was non-story, it's 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 still a non-story to me. End of story. You I, know what? It's it's easy for us to sit here and say it like because we hear it, you know, so much now, and I'm the same way. Like I'm, it's over, it's done with. But I, I I'd really like to see what people on like the West Coast think. Oh, they, they you know I know what, I mean? what like, they think. I know what they think. They think fuck the Patriots. That's what they think. That is exactly what they think. Well, but think of it this way: when you read the story, right? And you get someone who has that mindset, which is a lot of people. All they do when they see the story is they see how Jim McNally's portrayed. And how he's portrayed is just how the headline portrays him. Patriots locker room attendant tried to put unapproved ball into the AFC final. Did he? We don't know. He gave it to the official. Was it unapproved? And what was, his, what was the context of that exchange? So there's your problem. It's, the, it's how they, they gave us this story, which is unfinished, which to me is a non-story. 
is irresponsible journalism. And I didn't think I'd be saying that about Outside the Lines. And, you know, they're going to get even crazier now probably with the A-Rod apology letter. You know? We'll get A-Rod stories. There'll be more. Who knows what it'll be. But as far as I'm I'm concerned and I've heard, I, I haven't heard any stories about A-Rod that have him, you know, going out being this just absolute monster, right? Is he out, like, smashing kids with a baseball bat? Like, we didn't know it? I, what's he, like, what did he do? He took PEDs and he lied about it. He lied to Mike Francesa. <laughs> he lied to the fans. He lied to people. And he's apologizing again. I don't, good, apologize all you want. I, I, know what, I know what a PED is. I know how you took them. I know what your goal was. You lied. You, you got caught. You lied. You weren't the only one. Uh, but, you know, I, I will say, I've always said this. I do think there's some type of witch hunt out against A-Rod. There's no question. He's, he's trying to break some big-time records here. Of course, of course they're going to go after him. Uh, are they right? I don't think so. Because if they wanted to get everybody, they'd have a drug testing system that would, that would catch A-Rod. And they don't even have that. So, um, a lot of crazy stuff going on here. And I just had to get that off my chest because this deflategate story is foolish. It's foolish, but you will get people who already hate the Patriots that'll take this and see how this story is portrayed, and they will run with it. They will run with it. And that's wrong. It shouldn't be that way. We need more answers. I mean, me, I'm over it anyways, but if you're going to come out with this stuff, you better get it right, and you better give us some context because you didn't do that, Kelly Naki, ESPN. You didn't do it. Uh, I wanted to do NBA trade deadline day today. I know the trade deadline's tomorrow, Thursday. But, you know, I guess we'll do, we'll do that tomorrow. It's a violent gentleman Thursday tomorrow. Um, Friday, I'll have Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated covers the NBA. He will join me uh, over the Skype hotline. We'll break down the NBA trade deadline. Uh, a couple quick things with the Celtics here. Apparently, they're a contender for Dragic with Phoenix. I like him, but he's looking for a max deal. I'm not sure he's a max player, man. I, I, I like him, but he's the type of guy that needs the ball in his hands. Um, right now, the Suns, what, they got Isaiah Thomas, too. I, you know, the ball isn't in Dragic's hands as much as, as he'd probably like. He says he's going to opt out. The Suns sort of have a gun to the head. They need to move him. But this is a 28, 29-year-old kid who's looking for a max deal. And if he's on your roster before 3 o'clock tomorrow, you'll be able to give him that max fifth year. So if that's what's in his head, I just wonder what's in the Celtics' head. I like Dragic. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see him in green. Is he a max player? Man, I'm not so sure about that. And if you bring him in, doesn't that help you win now? Should the goal be winning now? I mean, it's funny. I hear people in this town now say, you know, people who never even pay attention to the Celtics. And, and I watch them all the time. I'm a diehard, even when they're bad. And I hear people who never watch them now come out and say, oh, they should get into the playoffs and take a shot. What? Look, I understand when you're on the court, when you're in a game, you're a coach or a player, you're not trying to lose that game. You don't do things in the game to lose. That is, that is non-existent in any sport at any level. But there is a, 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 there is a realism to, I guess we'll use the word tanking, 
with regards to front office play, with regards to how the GM and an owner can handle a roster that you play on the court with. And if you're the Celtics, you know, I get that you, look, you're probably not going to catch up to to the Knicks with regards to to losses. Um, But, you know, do you try to get into the lottery with, to get a potential top five pick? I know you get all these draft picks, but some of them are first round protected, lottery protected. Uh, And the Brooklyn pick, what? That's not, I don't think that's till next year, the first round pick, right? As far as I understand it. Um, So, I mean, if I'm the Celtics right now, as good as Dragic would look in green, I, I, I guess you, I guess maybe you take a shot at him being a free agent. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm going to make any big moves from the Celtics. If anything, I'm, I'm cleaning house even more. Look, I'm an Evan Turner guy. You know that from day one. I've been telling you Evan Turner is the best player on this team, and he should have been in the starting lineup the first week if, if your goal was to win. Uh, but is, is Evan Turner going to, going to help you in the lottery this year? No, he's going to help you win some games down the stretch here. Might even help you into the playoffs. And if you're Danny Ainge, I think that's a bad thing getting into the playoffs this year. I do. If this is a full rebuild, I don't think your goal should be to go out, bring in a player to get to the playoffs. I don't think so. I think you need some, you need some studs and you need some studs Get them, get all these picks, but but get make sure you can do everything you can to make sure they're the best picks that as possible. Um, I, do I like Dragic? Do I want him in green? Of course. Do I think he's a max player? No. Do I think he should be on the Celtics this year? Absolutely not. Not if your goal is a full rebuild, and to get the best possible pick you can this year. I'm sorry, he's gonna Dragic will help you get in. He's that good. He'll help you get in the playoffs. And that's not a good thing for the Celtics. Uh, you know, unless they're going to go crazy and they're going to bring in Dragic and Demarcus Cousins, different story. You know, if you're bringing in Dragic and you're bringing in Greg Monroe, different story. Now we're talking about a team that who knows what you can do, right? But I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't, th- I don't see that. You know, that, what I like, I would like to see that stuff happen. If you want get, to get me the big and the god, yeah, I'll take that. I don't think you'll be able to get both of those things right now. Um, I just think those are unrealistic deals if you're the Celtics. And from the looks of it, with when you cleaned house, I'm sort of thinking that you're a Celtics team that's in rebuild mode with regards to the draft. You know, if you're going to tell me otherwise, don't just get Dragic. Make sure you get Dragic and you get a big by tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Uh, that's the way I feel about the Celtics. So... Talk more NBA trade deadline tomorrow. We'll wait and see how the all the trade rumors break down tonight. Uh, NFL Combine in Indy. Again, they open up their Combine segments with Deflategate coverage. You know, because they're in Indy. It's, it's, it's foolish. We got spring training. How about the spring training schedule? You know, everybody's reporting. Pitches and catches don't report. Some places today on the 18th. The Reds today. Cincinnati. Uh, let's see, Pittsburgh today, um, San Francisco Giants today, and that's about it. The Red Sox don't officially report until Friday, pitches and catches. They, they don't have, they have until Friday, but most guys are down there. I don't give extra points for that because we, I mean, it's not like 
it's not like you're moving into a bad weather spot. You're moving into some pretty good weather. And what did Merloni say? Yeah. Maybe the story he told? Yeah, he said that, you know, as, as a guy who doesn't show up early, he sort of feels a little disrespected when all these other guys who show up early get praised because you're basically saying the guys who don't show up early, they're not working as hard. And Maloney said, Lou, Lou Maloney was in studio the other day, and Maloney said, that's not right. That's not true. I'm working just as hard, if not harder, even if I'm working out elsewhere at a place where I feel more comfortable, I can get better workouts in. And he said most of the time when you show up early, you're not doing much anyway. Exactly. Yeah. You're doing more when you, when yeah. you don't show up. You're doing your own workouts. So we're all looking at Pablo Sandoval now. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. And I'll admit, I will admit, I've been somebody from day one that said, go get him. I don't care how big he is. Um, that's, you know, he's fine. I will admit that Tommy looks, looks a little bigger than I thought it would coming into this. But let's be fair here. This has never been a guy that's shown up in spring training uh, looking like a million bucks. What I'm concerned about with Pablo Sandoval is not April. It's not May. It's September, it's October, and November, early November, if that's where you're playing until. Um, that's, that's where he needs to show up. That's where he needs to swing a big bat. You're going to get stories about his, about his stomach. He's a big dude, bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, but let's not make it out to be like this is a guy that last year showed up at camp weighing a buck sixty, right? That's not, that's not the case. Uh, that's your spring training update, I guess. And finally, keeping it local with the final thought, um, the Boston Bruins, they're shopping Dennis Seidenberg and Louis Erickson. I, I like it. If, if you want to bring in pieces and create cap room, do that stuff. Don't trade Shara. Don't trade Rask. You know, there have been reports or columns or radio hosts saying they should do this. That doesn't mean the Bruins are doing it. Do you really think a GM of an NHL team is having a conversation about trading Zidane Chara or Tuka Rask? No. It's not happening. Realistic conversations are ones that we're hearing about now. Dennis Seidenberg and Louis Erickson. You should have traded Seidenberg instead of Boychuk. And now you're paying for it. Here five days a week, go to dannypicard.com. Also, just added the show on SoundCloud. Make sure you go there. Special thanks to my producer, Pete Needham. Every weekday, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I apologize to the kids that showed up in the store earlier, and I'm throwing F-bombs. But don't blame it on me. Blame it on Kelly Naki. And outside the lines. See you tomorrow.